Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. The greatest battle ever fought. Every culture, no doubt, has stories that tell of conflicts, of enemies, and of heroes. These stories help to represent the strength of the culture and for future generations to know who they are and where they came from. And by so doing, they are able to know where they are going. All of that is general, but let us speak some specifics. I have a story to tell, a big story. It is a story of an enormous and brutal conflict, a story of the devious and destructive actions of an enemy and the heroic deeds of the conqueror. Here is the summary version of the story. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. John 10 and verse 10. It is time to tell the whole story from start to victorious end. The summary does not name the victim, but the victim is right there in the middle of the story. The great and extensive battle is over the victim, or more accurately, the victims. This is epic in the true sense of the word and full of intrigue and drama. The story began at the beginning. One day, many years ago, God unveiled and released his intention. God had created heaven and earth in the beginning, but earth was sitting out there in darkness and unoccupied. God changed all of that over the long span of time. Six days. Six days of putting things together. The master was at work. The Lord was doing his thing one day at a time. On day one, he turned darkness that covered the earth into light. And since then, the natural state of earth has been one of darkness and light. But the utter darkness went. Over the next five days, God built by speaking. Everything that we see around us was not constructed by spoke, but spoken into existence. Then we come to day six. What has been happening is that as soon as God said these powerful words, things change, things appeared. But on day six, God did not say, let there be. God did something he had not done on the previous days. He spoke to himself the plan. Let us make man in our own image and likeness so that man would have dominion over all living creatures that were made before. It happened, my friend. And now the earth had all that it needed. Plants, birds, fish, animals, sun and moon and stars. It was perfect and God was well pleased. There's something that you must do about God. He is able to see the future long before it even appears over the horizon. And so one day, probably the first day, the Lord commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Genesis 2 verses 16 and 17. It is unlikely that it would have happened just like that. It took a cunning serpent, a.k.a. the devil, to come and mess things up. He got the woman to believe that they would not die if they ate the fruit of the forbidden tree, but that their eyes will be open and they will be like God. Can you smell a lie when you hear one? 
But the woman took a second look at the fruit on the tree of knowledge and good and evil, and all hell broke loose. Really, the first couple, Adam and Eve, died. Evidently, they did not fall dead, but they experienced the most horrendous form of death, separation from God. The thief had done just what Jesus said. He had come to steal, kill, and destroy. And in one event, he did all three in one fell swoop. The fight was on. The battle lines were drawn. The thief came into the home of the Lord, the Creator, and wreaked havoc, overturning order and creating chaos, plunging the whole human race and all of creation into abysmal death. You see all the wrongs that are going on today? The immorality, the crime, the hatred and discrimination, the corruption in high places, the natural disasters, the death of animals and other living creatures, and all of that and so much more are the result of the actions of the thief. But God had a plan. You cannot not have a plan for the battle. That day, God promised the thief, Satan, that he will suffer the worst kind of defeat. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Genesis 3 and verse 15. The thief took God seriously and for thousands of years he behaved as if he is the legendary don of the neighborhood. People were sitting left, right and center. People were dying. Chaos reigned across the earth. But in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption to sonship. Galatians 4, verses 4 and 5. What did Jesus say that day in John 10? He talked clearly about himself as the shepherd versus the thief. He put things in simple language. The thief had done the damage which seemed irredeemable. But this is what Jesus said of himself. I am come that they might have life and have it to its fullest. Life? Of course life. Because remember that when they sinned in Genesis 3, they died. The whole human race died. Jesus' purpose of coming to earth was to snatch back what the devil had stolen, to restore what the devil had destroyed, and to redeem or bring back to life that which the devil has, had killed. How did Jesus do it? Man, the thief had it coming. Promised a long time ago, it all came to a head on that dreaded day on a hill called Mount Calvary. The battle lines were drawn, Satan and his hosts on one side and Jesus on the other. They thought they had destroyed Jesus, but remember God had said, you shall strike his heel. Well, wait for it. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. 
He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Colossians 2 verses 13 to 15. Man, it was done. The battle was won. By defeating Satan at Calvary, Jesus opened up the way for you and me and everyone who will to receive the gift of life, abundant life, everlasting life, life that was snatched away from the human race. The battle was important, and on that day, Jesus completed what was started a long time ago, the battle for the souls of men. Jesus crushed his head all right, and now scores and scores of people are still coming to experience abundant life daily. All over the world, people are finding that Jesus has real life, redemptive life. He is the only one who could have defeated the devil and we celebrate the decisive and irreversible victory. The greatest battle ever fought in the history of the whole wide world is when the shepherd defeated the thief, took back what he had stolen, restored what he had killed, and revived what he had destroyed. And he gave humans that which God had given them back at the beginning of the world, full-fledged relationship with God. My friend, that is life, abundant life.